Life is full of personal wins. Whether it's cleaning your house, getting that dream car, or checking off your to-do list, winning at life is a great feeling. And with the State Farm Personal Price Plan, you can keep winning when you create an affordable price just for you by bundling home and auto. So give yourself a round of applause. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 608. Um, hey, thanks for buying tickets to the Fun Comfortable Tour. Second shows are starting to be added uh, in all the cities. So right now, second show in Boston, second show in Portland, second show in Seattle. And I think some more are going to get added next week. Uh, you can go to funcomfortabletour.com to get tickets and info on that. It uh, starts January 16th and then goes through May. And then actually, I'm also doing a bunch of shows at Cobbs in San Francisco that is... It's technically part of the tour, sort of, uh, but that's December 11th through the 13th, so I'm doing five shows there uh, with my pal Blaine Kapatch is going to be uh, up on the show as well. So uh, go to Cobb's Comedy, I think it's Cobb's Comedy Club.com. I don't know. Google Cobb's. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's the best I can do right now. <laughs> I just got up a second ago. Yee. Michaela Watkins, who is geniusly funny and is promoting her show Benched, on the USA Network, Tuesdays at 10.30 p.m. Here's Nerds Podcast, number 608, with Michaela Watkins. Now entering Nerdist.com. Guys, this what is going great. I was just wondering if we just start these things now without me showing up. Because, well, yeah, because I never show up. No, so we, I, listen. <laughs> Hi, you're, and you're, you are. You're as big a surprise. <laughs> Hi, Matt. <laughs> to me, uh, me, as I'm sure you are to the people but listening. But I literally just saw you. But you didn't say you well, were coming like, here. You didn't even mention it. Because you <laughs> I never... Saw <laughs> I saw Kyle. That was my heads up. I was like, hey, Kyle, it starts at 1, right? He's like, no, 12.30. I was like, oh, When was the last time you just showed up to a podcast? Uh, Saturday. <laughs> besides <laughs> Two that. Two days ago? Besides that one. <laughs> Peter Farrelly the week before that? Okay, besides those <laughs> three. Mm-hmm. Wow. Do you need your? Uh, do you need a bigger pashmina? I do. Do you have a quilt? I do. I have a pashmina closet. Did you already closet. check the pashmina drawer? <laughs> yeah, it's full of. Uh, oh, nothing. Uh, using... Cashmere pashmina. Oh, I guess we just cast out all our pashmina. No, oh, it's very, it's very um, nice in here, but very chilly in here. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, we're starting to get into what some people in Los Angeles would recognize as uh, fall, um, but which Winter. means that it's basically... A high of 75. Yeah. <laughs> Clear skies. Yeah. But it's crisp. It's crisper than oh, normal. Oh, I know. At night, you need two pashmina. By the way, I love that Chris is hogging the space heater. 
Well, it doesn't... <laughs> no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. You can hear I'm it. I'm good. The more I talk, the more I sweat. It's going to be great. <laughs> this is cardio for us, you guys. <laughs> this, this is what we're doing right now. It is. It is. Uh, where did you grow up? Syracuse, New York. It's a very... Um, I don't know. I've gotten in so much trouble for saying terrible things about it. But, but continue. Gonna, the I'm president gonna, of Syracuse? The, yeah, I'm, the, <laughs> I'm the spokesperson for Syracuse. Uh, I wish it was like Portland, Oregon, where it's like, don't move there, man. Okay, just stay in L.A. But uh, no, nobody goes to Syracuse. It's a terrible place. Um, <laughs> it's like rents are so cheap, man, but don't come, okay? Just keep stay in L.A. Uh, no, it's... Uh, it's um, so you go back a lot? I Well, my dad lives there. Oh, okay. And so no. No. And... Um, <laughs> It's it's uh it's it's pretty. I mean, they have the finger lakes. There's some natural <laughs> there's some, the finger fucking lakes. <laughs> get fingered in there. Ah, there it is. <laughs> you get fingered. Is that by Fist Pond? Come on, we could just do this all day long. What's wrong? You're good. <laughs> I just don't want you to be aware of the bacteria growth that happens in still pond water. Oh, thank you for that. You don't want a finger blast in there. No, oh. thank you for that. No, no, don't get fingered in the finger lakes. That's helpful. That should be the. Now you tell me. <laughs> that should don't be get fingered. <laughs> Should be the or motto it should be for a the city. Don't I get got fingered, fingered in the finger, finger, finger legs. Also, I died. <laughs> like when you I car. got fingered in the legs. <laughs> I did. I did not survive getting fingered in the finger legs. No, it's just one of those family stick figure things on the back, and then there's one crossed out. Got fingered in the finger. My legs. parents went to the finger legs, but all I got was fingered in the finger legs <laughs> by my uncle Dave. All I got is a one parent household. Uh, <laughs> see, these are many things. This is good. They'll, we'll all get in trouble. Yeah, now Syracuse for making fun of Syracuse. Don't just go there to root on basketball. Get fingered. <laughs> You know, we're worried it doesn't like rhyme or anything. Hey, you know what? I'm just throwing out ideas, t-shirt guy. (laughs) Let's also work with the phrase, uh, root on basketball. (laughs) Let's let's maybe table that one. Yeah, this meeting at a Syracuse t-shirt company is now underway. I got a couple more for uh, We got you. old business first. Uh, finger, finger banging bumper stickers are not selling like we thought. We are moving out of the bumper sticker business back to exclusively t-shirts. All right, no, I have an idea. Now hear me out. Alrighty, okay, right? is it a t-shirt? No, it's a bumper sticker. I just said from the old minutes. <laughs> I didn't have a chance to maze anything from old business. Oh, I'm fine. sorry I'm late. Guys, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but is this a bumper sticker or a t-shirt? T-shirt. It's a bumper sticker nice. that you wear as a T-shirt. What? Hang on, I'm listening. It just says "fingered." It's so simple. With a, it with might a work. basketball on the eye. Fingered on basketball. <laughs> Can you finger a basketball? Just for like a minute. Oh. Yeah. My idea was to make a bumper sticker in the shape of like three fingers. Um, okay. A bumper sticker in, in the, the shape, shape of, of three, three fingers. fingers. Like yeah. A, now, is it a whole hand? Is there a thumb attached to it? Yeah, or yeah. Is it and just... the pinky is curled under and then yeah. the three fingers. Sir, are... sir, you can't be in here, sir. I'm going to have to ask you to leave. I'm going to have to ask you to leave. Sir. Yeah. Sir, take your three oh, finger yeah. idea. Carl, I thought it was understood when we fired your uncle, you would no longer be here. <laughs> well, I, uh, I still got fingers. <laughs> So I thought as long as I have fingers, I could be oh, here. It's meaning. Is that how it works? Uh, when did you leave Syracuse? Immediately? Um, as, <laughs> as soon as there was, I saw an out, I took it. Yeah. Which was my mom, my parents got divorced. <laughs> Hooray! Uh, and then my uh, mom got a job in Boston. And uh. I was like, 
See you later, Syracuse. I'm out of here. And I said it you just like that. You weren't wrong. As I was leaving, going up the New York State Thruway. How, uh, how old were you when you went to Boston? Uh, I was 14. Yes. Nice. Good age, yes. good age good to age, hit Boston. Good age. If, you, if you're not getting fingered in Syracuse, <laughs> you go to Boston. Get on your orange Boston. Get on the Haymarket and get fingered there. <laughs> hey, who Transfer to the green trip. Get in line here. Ice cold fingers, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> who would want that? Get your ice cold fingers. That's just, that's ice cold fingers, yeah? That's actually what they say at the gynecologist <laughs> in Boston. That's how, they, that's how they say you're next. Uh, get your ice cold fingers. fingers. <laughs> Step right up, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I went too many Fenway games. <laughs> I go finger that. Uh, yeah, no. So that was that was that was that. And then what did you do in Boston? Any comedy stuff in Boston? Uh, I went to college. That was hilarious. Where'd you go, Emerson? BU. BU. Yeah. Mm-hmm, me too. Um, you know, Buh. my grades were funny. Uh, <laughs> and then as soon as I saw an out, guys. <laughs> I see a pattern here. <laughs> I took it. At what point are you going to leave the show to this particular podcast? As Gotta soon go. as I saw it out. Ooh, good idea. See you. No, no, come back. That's out. Uh, I then went to New York for a year, starved, mm-hmm. went to Portland, Oregon on a road trip, was like, this is nice, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, stayed for five years, and then came to LA. But when did the then com- I saw an out. <laughs> <laughs> when, did the, when did the comedy start? Uh, uh well, I guess, you know, I mean, in, I mean, I guess, it's, I don't know, college. I, you know, I, I was trained to be like a Shakespearean, like I was doing the classical theater training at mm-hmm. BU. And um, I just always, I remember sitting back, I did went and did regional theater and I was like sitting backstage in Portland <laughs> doing Winter's Tale. And I just was like, I want to go be on a sitcom. I'm going to LA. <laughs> and, I, and I literally just, it was that. It was that hard a turn because I always like to make people laugh, but I'd kind of gone down this other more sort of the thing that you feel like you're supposed to do, which yeah. is like in, in the East Coast, nobody does sitcoms, you know, it, it's it's you go and do theater. And right. so that's like that's, what is that's that the word? only portal I knew. I've lived in L.A. for a long time. I don't know what that one word is. It's a, it's a place where you go and you bond and make a lot of friends. What's the parking like? Um, there's no parking. Oh, I yeah, no, you Sorry, carpool. Could I Uber? <laughs> there? Not then. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no. So, yeah, I like I like the camaraderie of theater. So I came and I joined the Groundlings because I like being on stage with other people. I don't like to be alone. Ever. Now that's a very it's very <laughs> difficult to just join the Groundlings. Oh, so you you obviously are, are, I mean like I just want people to understand that it's a very hard process. It was uh, it, yeah. It's not it's, just you don't just get to go. Hey, I want to be in the Groundlings. Like you, it takes years and you got to you really have to be really funny. So just just to give you credit for. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and take that. Uh, thank you. That, was, that felt. We're real in the good. Ma- main company. Um, I was in the main company. Yeah, but I have to say that when I went to a Groundlings show and I saw what they were doing on stage, I was like, that I like that. I want to do that. And did you start the process immediately? And I started the process immediately. Yeah. So, and then um, I probably it probably would have taken longer, but I'd really leaning in teachers who were like, maybe take this class again, and I was like, maybe I don't. 
<laughs> okay. Like, uh, okay. I mean, she's yes anding already. Uh. <laughs> no, that was a denial. Oh, wait, hang on. That was, <laughs> that was, a, a, that was a maybe and. <laughs> that was a maybe uh, and. Maybe. Yeah. Yes, and I will not take this class again. <laughs> so that's... Yes, and I feel that I could move on up. No, so I, I got into the main company, which was good because I started late. You know, I was a late bloomer. I went, like I said, we talked about this. I went to Portland. <laughs> yep. It was a big detour there. You saw an there. out and then I you started immediately. I saw an out, but I was already almost 30 at that point. So... Uh, so I, yeah, I had a hustle. I knew I had a little, little minute to take a kick at the can. So I kicked it hard. Really the, hard. In, in the can, guys. What? In the can. Kicked I don't it understand. in the can. I mean, you kicked it in the can. You know Is what I mean? Like, it's like a butthole? Butt. It's like a butt. You kicked, what did you kick in the butthole? You're not in kicked the, it. In I kicked the it in the butthole. The cans have buttholes now? Oh, oh man, where have you been? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Welcome to the world. <laughs> it's a brave new world of lakes that will finger you and cans with buttholes. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I would like to see uh, our culture become. Everybody's learning from this podcast. <laughs> I, I, the, taking the Groundlings track always seemed uh, like a really daunting task yeah i like structure though i needed it you know i wasn't um i'm not one of those people that's like i got a camera and i got you know i'm gonna fuck that i'm gonna go out there and i'm gonna fucking make some fucking art i needed like structure i needed somebody to be like be here at 10 and And then then leave it leave it too and and then there's another level and you'll do that and i needed you know i needed to see like oh okay if i do this then it ends up there I think. And was it pretty much the second you started taking classes there? As soon as I started taking classes, I was like, this is it. I love it. I'm a pig and shit here. I just, this is awesome. I I liked everybody I met. I mean, no, that's not true. I liked so many people. (laughs) I liked, I liked so many people that I met. And, um, and then I, I, what I was really curious about was writing for myself. Cause you know, as actors, like you're just so at the mercy of whatever, and not being, you know, a supermodel, you're sort of relegated to these kind of, you know, a best friend part or whatever. And you're never really the, you, you, you just have no power. You can't determine what, what you're going to say and do and what your take and what's funny and all those things. You don't get to have that say because you're sort of there to support whatever is the funny vision of whatever it is, you know, because I'm not leading lady. Let's let's just say that. So uh, when I got to take the writing classes and then you could start writing for yourself, then it was really awesome because I could put my sense of humor on the page and um, and then everybody in the audience had it endure it for five, <laughs> for five minute increments. God, I, 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 I used to hear that. I heard that for so many years about why I wouldn't get parts. They're like, well, he's not leading man enough. I'm yeah. Like, I know. Fuck but now they're putting guys. really, really like mediocre looking people on TV and film. Now, <laughs> I know. So I have two really shows. working out. <laughs> the industry now. <laughs> but it, it, it is, it's, it was sort of a, uh, but you're cute. You got that all-American cute good, good look. What are you talking about? <laughs> what? Why are you posing so much right now? I don't know. I'm not. I'm just trying to stretch Why out. Why are you stretching? Oh, what time is it? I don't it's, even know. Oh, You've never not, worn a watch. Not, oh, that's why I don't know what time it is. <laughs> just looking for my watch. Would it be here or no, there? it's none of those places. Right oh, it's not in your groin. <laughs> oh, wait, it is. Oh, found yeah, it. I got a dick watch on. Hey, dick yeah. watch. Dick Watch with Chris Hardwick. 
Tonight on Dick Watch. <laughs> <laughs> Two dicks crossing the street on Dick Watch. That's where we just like find out who's sending dick pics to whom. This Dick Watch. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'd be a big thing. I'll host the Dick Watch after show. <laughs> <laughs> Talking dick. Talking <laughs> dick. Do you like hosting stuff at all ever? Have you ever hosted it's stuff? It's such a weird question that you just asked. I just did a fundraiser the other night. Do you all hear that? A- yeah, AC? we all do. That's good. It's probably um, them pouring massive amounts of concrete into the new part of the studio that's across good. the street. Yeah. Yeah, there's right. construction around here. Okay. So you hosted a fundraiser? Yeah, and it was so terrifying, but I loved it. And I thought... You know what must be really fun are people who have like daily show writers writing super funny jokes for them and then going on and like making fun of Donald Trump at the White House press dinner. Doesn't that sound like a blast? You should do that. That does not sound fun at all. No? No. Isn't that kind of what we do for you? I mean, that's... <laughs> well, not... <clears throat> I think the White House Correspondence Dinner does not sound oh, like fun. yeah, no. Really? Because I think you would, you, should, you would crush that. You no, do that. I don't think I would at all. I think you would. I hashtag Dickwatch <laughs> thinks that you should crush it. Tonight's hashtag war is Dickwatch. <laughs> Dickwatch. I, I don't... I, that does not... If I am ever asked to do that, I think... I, 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 I don't know if I... I don't know if... I don't know if that's really my... You know... Oh, it is not. No? no, no, because I don't write political jokes. No, but other people—that's what I think. Yeah, other, other people, people must write, write them for, him, for you. Then yeah, Chris is a, a wonderful person at uh, trying to go right down in the middle, appeal to as many people as possible, mm-hmm. and the divisiveness of doing a political themed. But you, you just know. make fun of everybody. Well, I don't think it's—I don't, don't think it's that I like to. I don't think it's that I'm trying to appeal to as many people as possible. I just don't like. I'm just not. You just I, don't want to be a dick about. I just don't want to be a dick. Have to be. And, and I don't want to have to. <clears throat> be, just, I'm oh, so God. entrenched in social media. I just mm-hmm. don't want to deal with people. You know, how could you say that? Like, I don't. Oh yeah, just yeah, yeah. Alone. Yeah, it was a stupid joke. Like, I just don't. It's, That's true. Everybody's it's just, got it's just the aftermath of you know dealing with with other people. But it just sounds so like that one sounds really intense. It's basically a room full of people who are. The most powerful people, in the and world. also not, you know, like it is supposed to be kind of a comedy event, mm-hmm. but they're not really laughers. See, they're not really there to laugh. I think the I think the hardest one would probably be the Oscars or the Emmys because no, there's everybody no is just like geared and ready to destroy you. The Emmys for sure. The Oscars a million percent by a lot because mm-hmm. not only are they geared to destroy you, but it's also a room full of people who are taking themselves very seriously, mm-hmm. who also. A lot of them are just uncomfortable and nervous, and it's just not a. It, it's not a good supportive. Yeah, like, the, the Oscars room is not a supportive room for comedy. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I mean, obviously, comedic well, things can happen, but I think Neil. I think Neil's going to do a great job next year. Neil Patrick. Yes. Yes. Mm, yeah. He's, he's going to do pretty some seasoned. magic. But he's got that like he just comes in. You just you're like yay. You, yeah. you know he comes in loaded. I, but. But so do you. That's what, I guess that's what I'm saying. Is you're so affable that I feel like you know, you know. Well, I appreciate that. Well, you're so. Welcome. But but to me, I've been but, giving this so much. But I, I thought just funny in the last when, um, five seconds when they asked when they asked Tina Fey if she would ever host the Oscars, she was like, "Oh no." <laughs> I mean, careers are made on people saying horrible things about the person hosting the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's almost well, like it, 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 so much of the time it feels like the 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 bad reviews are pre-written, mm-hmm. and then just the second. Mm-hmm. You know, like the second the broadcast starts, they just fill post in it. name. Fill yeah, in they name. just post it. And I know. feel like this started with <clears throat> David Letterman hosting. You think so? I feel like that's when it sort of started being real. Like, 
let's just shit on whoever's hosting this. Yeah? The Oprah Uma thing, which I thought was hilarious. I thought that was great, too. I did not think that deserved all the shit that it got. It was amazing. It was a... And the fact that I remember the shit he got. What was that again? The Oprah? Oprah? Uma. It was 94. Uma. The Oscars mm-hmm. uh, 94. And uh, he was mm-hmm. introducing. I'm sorry. I was, enjoyed... I was very enmeshed in the theater. That <laughs> day, so <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember. He just enjoyed, uh, as, as David Letterman often does, uh, funny sounding names. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is why he also enjoyed saying Boutros, Boutros, Golly a lot when that was a thing. Yes. <laughs> so Oprah and Uma, naturally, they were in the same room. He had to keep introducing them to each other. <laughs> Just to keep saying Oprah, Uma, Uma, Oprah. Which is a very Letterman-esque thing to do. It is. And it so is. Then, but then people are like, what the, how could he? Yeah. It's like, Not he does. funny. I feel like. By the way, the Oscars are the Tonys for movies, just in case you didn't. Oh, that yeah. sounds fun. Yeah. yeah. Oh, do they have the song and Dance Man come There out? is a song and Dance Man competition. Um, I just feel like there's, there, there needs to be a, I feel like people have run out of things to sort of hate on. So there just should be a bureau of like where you go and you're like, what hasn't been hated yet? And they're like, uh, uh, softball. And you're like, okay, great. I want to go, you know, rail on that. There is a, a bureau. It's called the World Wide Web. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I know, but yeah. <laughs> the president. It's just, it's, just, it's just amazing to me. I mean, you, you create anything and you put it out there and there's going to be some mm-hmm. idiot, like just some idiot who's going to find one thing to extract from it and say, look, okay, this is an example. I'm not saying this to plug my show, but um, I have a show bench that I co-created and it's 22 minutes of Eliza Coop being awesome. And somebody wrote an article that said, um, bench doesn't think uh, career women can have can handle relationships. What? <laughs> like, that's what, that's your takeaway from a, <laughs> from a legal show from our lead woman who's single is that like benched and that there's, you know, a company called benched and that we sit around and go, I mean, I don't think women can. I mean, if she's working, she can handle a relationship, right? We I should, mean, definitely we should get tra- our agenda out in the form of a television yeah, program. Right? I mean, By I the way, Eliza Coop is really fucking funny. She's really fucking funny. She was on your show. She was on our show. Funny. You were also on the show. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it was. Uh, Eliza informed me she's from Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Yeah. Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Had a she's Red got Sox a tattoo. Live free or die. <laughs> she's, uh, she's real. She's very, very, very funny. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it is. When you're like, but we're just making a show, and like, why would you? Why was that? Why would that be the thing? Yeah, that you I know. To... I know. My writing partner is like, yeah. And didn't you know, um, Breaking Bad thinks all teachers cook meth. Like, <laughs> Every single one. <laughs> yeah, that's the message. Yep, that's the takeaway. I don't know what else you could get from it other than that. If you're a science teacher, you're making meth and killing people. Yeah, the only thing above criticism is cereal. <laughs> <laughs> Why is Captain Crunch a man? No, the podcast. Uh, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry. <laughs> Why is Captain Crunch a man, though? Good point, Chris. Yeah. Oh, my God. All cereal thinks that, cap- that, that cereal is for, is for the Army. <laughs> well, I would think he would be, would be naval, the Navy. Uh, yeah. Naval Admiral. Yeah, no, I don't want to see. He's a captain. Yeah. He's a captain. He was demoted. Oh, he's a cap-in. He's a cap-in. Yeah. He used to be Admiral Crunch, apostrophe R-L. Admiral. Admiral Crunch. He was Admiral Crunch, and for a while he didn't know what to do without his command of a... Of well, a he, was a, he was Admiral Crunch, and then we caught him on Dick Watch, and he was demoted to captain. When they went out to find V'ger, he took command back. <laughs> so that's... <laughs> so that was the story behind that serial. <laughs> Get back your command, Captain. <laughs> your place is on the bridge. <laughs> I'm so glad you wandered in here and found us today. Uh. It's sort of drifting at sea like Captain Crunch. 
it's it's important though i think that you don't be too affected by these types of things no i stopped eating for two weeks and counting (laughs) (laughs) great that you can't control what people on a starvation diet because i I am protesting this one weird diet (laughs) but i just but the thing is it's so funny about the web is that there's no i mean like, I would never... Who is this dude from something I've never heard of? Like, I would never normally ever see him, but it's listed, like, if you start Googling reviews or something, it's like New York Times, and then this clown, and then, like... You from know the Clown I mean? Times? And then, like, Variety or whatever, and then, you know, the, the, the Kansas, you know... D- Steamship Chronicle. It's like some, you know. Kansas Steamship Chronicle? <laughs> I need a subscription. <laughs> you know what? I just to. actually, I just get the Sunday Steamship Chronicle oh. delivered. <laughs> I have, love the nautical coupons. Bench not be about benches. <laughs> False advertising. <laughs> Wait, no. Why would a steamship have a pirate on it? He's not a pirate. Steam-powered. They all use sail. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Well, so I think, are, you, are you telling like, me? Wait, more like Mark Twain. Are you telling era. me that you can't have like an inland pirate? No. Like you think seep? That can have an inland pirate in Pittsburgh. That's, and they play baseball. That's pirate racism right there. To say I, that listen, pirates are not capable. If I'm racist about one thing, it's pirates. I see. So pirates can't handle smaller bodies of water. Then is that it, Matt? Pirates just belong on the open sea, and they tell Tom Hanks. Oh, that that's the, the same now. kind of pirate. Propaganda that's been keeping the pirate down all these years, Matt. Guys, we just lost Somalia. Uh, <laughs> our downloads ticked down to negative one. That was well, weirdly our biggest demographic. No one actually knew. Well, uh, just people in Somalia start uploading our podcast. <laughs> like, fuck this, get it off my computer. Yeah, of course. That's what they would do. They would have to pirate the podcast. They would have to like unpirate yes. the podcast. Of course. They're like, that's oh, what they would do. The only way they could escape <laughs> hey, pirating was guys, the- you know you could just get this for free on iTunes. You don't doesn't Have matter. To... I'm the captain now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we we upload your podcast, Irish. <laughs> oh, guys. oh my god! Who Bench was that guy? Great. I'm the captain now. <laughs> What I auditioned for that. Hey, I'm you the didn't captain. get it? I'm the captain You got a callback though, right? I did. I went in there. I was like, I'm the captain now. <laughs> dog. <laughs> I'm the captain now, dog. Chuck Connery comes back to play a Somali pirate. <laughs> <laughs> His only demand is that he is allowed to be in blackface. <laughs> no. You're like, no. no. Chuck Connery, no. What's like, wrong? But this is what I want to do. This is, this is what color they are. Sean, please. <laughs> I told just, you I'm coming out of retirement for this, this only. Is, I'm, this is just science. <laughs> science. This is just science is all this is. I don't understand why I can't. I'm just going to put this, this on the shelfie. Why can't, why, say shelfie? Why, can't I, why can't I be in dark face? Why is he saying dark. shelfie? That's just what he would say. I just put this on the shelfie. Shelfie? Shelfie. I just took That's a shelfie. <laughs> shelfie. <laughs> you took a picture of yourself? I took a picture it's a of shelfie. myself. It's a shelfie. It's a shelfie. It's a shelfie. From Ikea. Yeah. No. It's a shelfie. <laughs> So uh, if you want to use any of this on bench, good. Yeah. I like to come in and derail things. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, no, this is good stuff. This is good stuff. Probably won't get another season, so this is great. This is great. <laughs> <Wait>. uh, <laughs> Nerdist is getting canceled? Uh, <laughs> no, she was talking about her show. No, my show. Oh. But now that you bring it up. Uh, do you like guys, being a creator, I, showrunner person? I do. I do. Uh, yeah. Um, I like acting more, and I like, but I like what I do. I mean, it's. It's along those lines of 
what we were just talking about, about having, you know, some sort of voice and authority and sort of what gets put on the air. I mean, it, there's something really amazing about when you're shooting and say, no, have them, have them do this. And do then they do it. The and, then it and then it gets you know, broadcast You've got all the responsibility that. too, though. It's so much responsibility, which, you know, is you probably... Do you to go home, is my question. I did go home. I did go home, but you never get to, you never get to turn off. You never right. get to, like, go... Not a showrunner until, until the whole thing is, like, in the can and just mm-hmm. waiting to air. And then once it does air... I mean, I was just... I was traveling for the entire month of October. I went to Southeast Asia, to Nepal, Tibet, and Bhutan. Oh, wow. When the show which I didn't know before I was leaving for the trip, they were going to put the um, pilot up online uh, on USA Network. And so I was in Tibet, which I don't know if you uh, have been to Tibet. I but not. No. Did you like not to. have... Did you eat, um, pray, and love? I, I, well, I eat and I... Yeah, I did. I did all three. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I probably did. did. all those things. I don't know. I don't know how well I prayed. Why Tibet? Um, my husband is loves. He's like very adventurous, and he thought it'd be super fun and really cool. And he thought was there it would part be part of him that was like, "I'm gonna kill you and leave Everest you there." From the Tibet side. From the Tibet side. <laughs> <laughs> the Tibet side. <laughs> are you are you reading his diary? Yes. Because that's uncanny. Well, what you know. he says, honey. One day. Um, no. So he's just an adventurous dude, and uh, he said came home and he was like, honey, sometimes life just presents an opportunity that you can't say no to. Is your husband Darren Stevens? <laughs> I, I was like, are you, are you, you have you been him? drinking? And uh, my nephew who's living with us right now is like, should I go? And I'm like, I don't know. Stay here. And so he said, honey, we got an opportunity. Basically, a friend of a friend of his put together this trip. And so we were going to leave for a month. And I was like, sadly, had no reason why I couldn't go. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, let's do it. But I'm terrified of flying. Super, super, super scared it's of flying. It's a lot of flying from here to Tibet. It's a shit ton. So especially Bhutan, which has the world's most dangerous airport in the world. When, when they say the world, they mean it. They mean, they mean it, guys. That, they don't get around. Is that around. the crazy runway that like... Um, if by crazy you mean because it's wedged between two giant yeah. mountains. Right, yes. right, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's not, uh, let's just say it's dark and there's some cloud coverage. You're not, your chances of landing go down exponentially. Yeah. <laughs> and so the day, so once you land there, you're like, what did we just do? <laughs> because I just looked out the wing and it was like kissing the treetops of the mountain to the right. And then you look out the other window and the wing is like maneuvering around this other mountain. I mean, this is not one of those flights where they just, the pilots just push a bunch of buttons and go, you know, and like <laughs> kick back. This is like, they have to actually fly. Well, the weather's 63 and, degrees. <laughs> nope. They can't even, <laughs> they don't even have time to talk about numbers. So they, they land and then I spent the entire week going, oh my God, we got to fly out of here. And then the one morning we were flying out, it was total cloud coverage. Uh-huh. And I saw online in Bhutan where it says, you know, they can't use instruments to fly and navigate there. They have, they have to go off visuals. And so I was like, there's cloud coverage. So I took a lot of Advan, and then I approached the pilot in the cockpit and said, so what's the plan? <laughs> like, how are we getting out of here, guys? And, uh, I'm going to pull back on this. <laughs> I'm going to hit you on the head. But what they don't tell you when you travel um, in sort of, I guess, I guess it's sort of third-worldy, um, is uh, 
they planes just kind of make stops in other countries like bus stops where people get on and get off and they don't announce it. So we're flying to Bangkok, but you know, 50 minutes into the flight, we're landing and I'm going, no, 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 this is a two and a half hour flight. Oh, sorry. You have an alert. Is it a tornado? Yeah. No. Amber, uh, Amber alert. Yeah. I've been kidnapped. Oh, oh have fun. I'm sorry. You guys, <laughs> Amber Benson is how kidnapped. much do you think you're going to go Somali for? pirates? I don't know. A couple of, uh, at least a crate of chickens. A crate of chickens. Mm-hmm, a chicken now, crate. Are these like, butcher chickens? Are, are coyotes are we, kidnapped? It's up to you what you want to do with them. Yeah, it's whatever, sure. you, whatever okay. you want to do with them. So oh, okay. a box of live chickens then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, done. You're coming you just, back. Chris. I put these chickens in blackface, dog. <laughs> no, Sean, please. <laughs> Sean, the wild Scotsman. <laughs> I put all the animals in blackface. What is his daily life like now? Because well, he just like, mostly shows up to collecting like, tennis tournaments all the time. Various dyes to make my face black. <laughs> Collecting various dyes. I want to get it right. I'm a perfectionist. <laughs> oh, oh. Sure. All that theater training. <laughs> Out the window. <laughs> yeah. So you made a stop on the way to Bangkok. No. Yeah, we just stopped in Calcutta. Like, hey, oh, Calcutta, India. People get on, people getting off. Now, was it a bunch of Indian chickens. people just hanging on to the side of the plane? <laughs> like the trains? <laughs> just flying. Just to... pooping. <laughs> no, that was the Princess Cruise Line. Oh. It just happened. Crown <laughs> Princess. What? The Royal Crown Princess. Royal, Royal Crown, Crown Princess. Princess. Yeah. yeah. Not the love boat. No. If Norovirus had attacked the love boat, that would have been a great episode. Oh, my God. Just gopher for in hip that. boots. It's like having to wade through all the... Yeah. Oh my god, we're on the promenade. <laughs> so, did you guys get out in Calcutta or you just stayed on? By the we way, how big is this plane where you can just approach the pilot? It's like a it's a 727. I oh, okay. asked, you know, I made a request. They looked at me funny. Did he didn't answer you at all? Uh, <laughs> yeah, he just dead eye <laughs> stared me until I backed away. Uh, no, he answered me. He was he was really nice. He just said, "Ma'am, please return to your seat. Uh, everything will be fine." So, I did. No, but he 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 said they they got it covered. And then like the most handsome, blue-eyed, gorgeous specimen was in the co-pilot seat and I was mesmerized and then I drifted back to my seat. And I was like, "We're in good hands. Don't worry, guys." No, this is an android. That's just that's just a model they hired yeah. to calm female passengers. It's just a hot fuck and, like, doll. They when they're about the to take off, he gets out of the cockpit and waits for the next plane. You just have to look and see what he's doing, which is just mashing his hand on the instruments he doesn't really know. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't really know what's happening. Where is the, where is the ah! up button? Uh, <laughs> we're going to try to fly through those clouds? Oh, fuck. <laughs> really? A zombie eating them, eating the controls. Uh, no, but it was great. It was great. But Tibet, you know, doesn't have... Like, you go online and you can't get on... I don't know. Are you are you guys huge in Tibet? Should I just lay yeah, off Tibet? Wait, no, I know. I'm curious. Uh, I, I want to know all about it's it. It's pretty crazy. I didn't... You know, it'd be one thing if there was no internet, then everybody's kind of in the yeah. dark, but it's... The worst kind because it's you know how you're, when your phone won't load a page you kind of lose your mind a little bit. Yeah. Imagine Google, Facebook, Twitter, New York Times. I don't know. Deadline. Anything mm-hmm. like uh, any newspaper. And if you go on Wikipedia and write you know the name of a city in Tibet like Shigatse, it'll just say population and then blank space. Like wow. nothing it's else. The Chinese it's just internet. redacted. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So, um, so it was just bizarre to to realize that that they could have a, that much control over this. I mean, and it does work. If I wanted to look up like tiaras, you know, I could just that would load immediately. 
Um, not that I was. Okay, fine, guys. Why did you go I to... do this thing okay, where I see, look up what, tiaras. What, what, like, is this a good price on a tiara? What's what's what's? I want to know. What I'm... I find is strange is that you went to Tibet to use the internet and buy tiaras. Like I don't know if you really understand what Tibet's for. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it seemed right. It just seemed so right. Uh, but yeah, no, I, yeah, it. it it's um, Tibet's a, a very beautiful place. Uh, did you travel around Tibet, or did mm-hmm. you say? Yeah, traveled around, saw a lot of monasteries. Good to go on those. Sure. So <laughs> good to go. Oh, so I should lots. tell these guys not to build so, more. Yeah, maybe just slow the roll on that monastery no you're building just here, here at Hollywood Center Studios. <laughs> um, no, there. It's uh, it's 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 a it's a very beautiful Buddhism. Kind of makes a lot of sense. I I don't know too much about it but mm. the little that i do know is um very uh compelling to me i like it i like it a lot what was one of the most interesting things that you experienced did you have any revelations or epiphanies or was it just well, like oh you know, this is nice it's kind of a funny kind of travel when you because tra- you know how when people go to paris or something they're like oh i'm gonna be this i'm gonna be there's a version of myself that lives in me and it's going to come out in Paris. I'm going right. to smoke cigarettes and drink espresso and bat my eyes at a gentleman caller in the <laughs> Jardin de Luxembourg. You know, whatever it is, people want to go there and they're like, I'm going to read Hemingway and I'm going to have such a good time. But there's no version of yourself that you want to be in a place where, like, they don't really have toilets. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, right. You know, it's it would be... It'd be so, so I felt like a voyeur mostly, you know, I was just sort of taking it all in. And, and I guess like if I had to take back any sort of big impression, it's that the Chinese are going to run the entire world really, really soon. That's what most people say when they come back. <laughs> they got it. They got it down. I like Nepal a lot. Um, that place is just a total free for all. Um, there's, you know, that's the side you can climb from climb Everest. Though. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's another side. Yeah. If you wanted, a couple you know, I'm not sure what you're. When we were yeah. there, it was actually unfortunately that big, um, oh av- yeah, avalanche we, yeah. that killed all those. Um, the Sherpas were like, uh-uh, we're not going up anymore. I don't think you were really planning yeah. to climb it, though, right? Oh, you, you don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> so you were trying to climb it. You still don't know me. Okay, but you're not answering the question. Well, look, just figure me out, okay? Okay, well, I'm trying just to, but you won't tell me. Yeah, I got it in me. No. Yeah. What do you have, what look do you at have me. in you? I mean, come the on. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got some fingers in me. I got some fingers in the finger legs. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, uh, I always want, I'm obsessed with the, I'm obsessed with Mount Everest, but we didn't climb it. I'm not in shape. I'm not in shape. But, but that's the other thing. You walk around Tibet, it's like 15,000 feet. You just feel like you're... You're just moving through molasses. Man. It's crazy. But uh, I'm, I about, I think it was like 94, 95, whenever that article in Outside Magazine came out about, you know, the, what Into Thin Air was yeah, the John written Cracker about. Book, yeah. um, I just read that article and I remember just not sleeping for two nights oh, and just a, thinking about what it had to book. be like. And then my dad, like years later, my dad and I went to this science museum in Syracuse, the IMAX museum, and we saw Everest. Oh, yeah. And that expedition was the team that went up when they, there was that hurricane, they lost all those guys that was in thin air. So this, like you're watching this beautiful IMAX movie about Everest and then it takes this hard turn and becomes about like poor Rob Long, you know, naming his baby over a satellite phone from the top of the mountain just before he goes into hypothermia. You know, it's just like... It's just and they so also intense. just um, <clears throat> there's pictures uh, 
I saw I saw a, someone compiled a bunch of pictures of if you die up there, they just leave you. They just leave yeah, you because you can't. You can't they can't. They can't exert the energy to bring you back down. And yeah. so it's just because you're all just these, a block of them, ice. Basically. You know, some of them just like decades old. People yeah. just still exactly the same. And they're almost. markers too now for the trail of like how far up you are. Like, oh, that's the guy in green. That's the woman in blue, and the, you know they're. You'd be a great now. tour guide on the. <laughs> That's the guy in green. That's the woman in blue. Any questions? You know, it'd be uh, fun. But you know, it'd be uh, completely disrespectful. But uh, a f- fun sketch is uh, if the the guys who uh, the Jungle Cruise at Disneyland <laughs> just all the bad, stupid puns all the way. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the, wait, what? I'm not saying that man over there is for the environment or anything, but he certainly is going green over here. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, and now is the part where we have uh, run out of our oxygen. Tanks for being with us. Uh, uh, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't mean to make you blue. Too late, you know. Like just like these really bad, it's really bad. Cold for through. comedy, guys. Cold for comedy. <laughs> Tough crowd. By the way, laughing uses up your oxygen faster. <laughs> <laughs> but not laughing is killer. Uh, That's right. So, uh, I'm no, killing. But, uh, yeah, uh, but good stuff. Love it there. And Nepal, you, was yeah. Nepal some place you'd go back to, you think? It was. It seemed like, uh, it seemed like, I haven't been to India except for when our plane landed there without anybody telling us. But um, I, I, Everybody tells me that India, uh, Nepal is like India light, mm-hmm. you know, a little cleaner, a little less populated. Yeah. And um, but everybody, stunning, stunning, a stunning people, great food, a lot of curry. Sure. What did you feel like <clears throat> when you came back? When you were landing in Los Angeles, did you feel differently? Uh, well, I told you I'm afraid of flying, right? Oh, so so you, uh, that didn't you didn't go and be like, oh, we're all interconnected, and it's I'm not I'm not weirded out anymore. It, it made me landing back in Los Angeles made me <clears throat> so profoundly grateful for our lives here. I mean, truly, it's it's very strange because when I first started dating my husband, we went to Africa for a month, which was a kind of an ambitious trip for a new relationship. Mm-hmm. In fact, the night before we left, I made two iron on t-shirts that I gave to him on the last day. And one said, uh, I survived a month in Africa with my new girlfriend. And the other one said, I had a so-so time in Africa with this girl. I barely know. <laughs> and so, and so, on the last, when he proposed, actually he was wearing the first one, which was sweet. But, um, that was so, that was just such an experience. I mean, because it was so, it was my first time so, so completely far removed from anything that I had ever experienced before. And I just felt, you know, so expanded and richer for having just experienced the other side of the world. And, and, and so it was a very similar thing with this, but, but this was a very similar kind of a trip. Um, and, but such a different kind of a culture. I mean, um, sort of the, the Asian influence, the Buddhism, all that is just, um, it's, it's, it's much more, um, it's very peaceful. It's a very peaceful, docile, gentle kind of culture and kind of people. I, you know, it it was really, uh, it was really nice. But that said, I've had so much weird anxiety there and I don't know why, but I think it's because roads aren't made. And so you keep imagining yourself falling thousands of feet into a ravine or, you know, you don't ever see anybody in a uniform and yet somebody is 
directing this plane in. I mean, in Kathmandu, the airport is a pile of rubble, and I'm not kidding. Like, to go through security, I had 17 bottles of water on me all the time, and nobody was ever like, you can't have your water, you know? Right. Just nobody... I don't think anybody was man in the store there. So we need to see your laptop on. <laughs> <laughs> and great. It turns on. Awesome. Uh so it was just um so so I had so much anxiety and then you come back here and before I left you worry about petty things all the time in LA and I haven't wor- given a crap about anything since I've been back. I just feel really just Hey man, we got it good. Like you go to the bathroom, the toilet flushes, there's toilet paper and things that you take for granted. You just go, we're so lucky. We're so lucky. An insect doesn't crawl up your butt. Oh, an insect well, totally crawls up my happen. butt. Yeah. Oh, well, I got leeches when I wait was a minute, in Nepal. What? Yeah, we, I rode an elephant you, you into the river. Part out. I'm sorry, I forgot. I, I forgot because the, I mean, <laughs> it landed on my brain. Um, <laughs> no, it. Uh, we rode elephants and bathed with them in the river and in the and in the jungle. And then I came out and leeches were all over me. Oh, literally? You're not kidding? No, I'm not Amazing. kidding. What is it? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, uh. It's all good, man. Do you just like flick them off or are you like, get the fuck No, you pull them off. Actually, I was in the middle of mounting the elephant when, not, not how it sounds. I was trying to get on top of it. To uh, fuck it? To fuck it. Right. <laughs> Take it all, bitch. Remember that joke? <laughs> you remember that joke about a mouse fucking an elephant? Anyway. <laughs> um, but uh, I was, uh, in, you know, people can. You step on the elephant's snout or trunk, trunk and yeah. then it, it lifts you up very beautifully and, and just drops you so gently on top of it, if you're doing it correctly, which I watched other people do, and I was like, this is going to be great. And so I go to step up on the trunk, <laughs> and then everybody's like, leeches! Leeches on your legs! So I'm in the middle of like mounting an elephant while trying to pull off these blood-sucking leeches off of my legs. I'm stepping on the elephant's eyeball. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. This is, and everybody's filming it. My husband's filming it. And it just, it's, my ass is, you know, in the air. And I'm just like apologizing to the elephant and pulling off bloodsuckers. And it's just, it was so... Do the leeches hurt or is it just like pulling off? They don't, they don't hurt, but they leave a lot of blood. I mean, you can, if they're, if they're full, you know, this one particular one on my leg was very big. So it had been... Going to town. Going to town. It had been feasting for a while. Yeah. I mean, people... It's supposed I mean, to be it's like therapeutic, a yeah. yeah. It's supposed to be good for you. get a leech treatment at a spa in mm-hmm. Korea. And what are they sure. sucking out of you? Toxins. That's what they always tell you. Toxins. Or is it just a way they can charge you money just to let leeches suck blood out <laughs> of you? Can be a little bit of both, Chris. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Don't fuck a leech without a condom. No? Mm-mm. Don't do it. Why, how would that even come up? Because you just don't know where they've been. Well. How could you? But, you know. Wait a minute. What did you do over there? You don't know me. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know anything about me. (laughs) I'm curious what you took away from Groundlings into, you know, like in in the creation of a show and in the writing of the show. What tool sets did Uh, you... None. I abandoned it and started from scratch. No, good. No, I, I, you know, well... Funny enough, the first, the opening of our pilot on bench, the opening scene is actually a groundling sketch. Um, funny enough, so uh, I wrote a sketch about a woman who gets passed over for a promotion, and then um, tells off everybody in the room, 
and you think it's a you know a fun like oh look at her she's losing her mind yelling at everybody but really that's only the first minute and the next four minutes are her trying to get out of the room because the elevator doors won't shut properly. <laughs> so it's really a scene about an elevator and um and you know people are loading into the elevator and the doors shut instantly and then she misses it and then she's like standing there and then you know so it's all about the elevator but in TV, that doesn't really translate. So nobody wants to just watch a show about an elevator. And plus, you only get 21 and a half minutes right. to tell the story. So, you know, one of the things about Growlings is it's really, you have to sort of come fully loaded. If you have five minutes to do this slice of life, you have to come pretty fully loaded with who are these people? What, what's, what's going on? What the, what's the big thing that's happening on this day? And why, do, why should we care? What is it about these people that's specific and unique and detailed enough that we invest and care about them immediately? So I think uh, that was one of the things that we sort of, that Damon and my writing partner, Damon Jones, and I sort of felt like we wanted to come fully prepared with, a world that was mm-hmm. very rich and very real that we could drop into. And, um, and I think that's been, hopefully that's been what people sort of really responded to it. it a lot of people say it already feels like a show right away, you know? And I think it's cause it, it feels like a very lived in world. It's not, it's, it always, it's cause w- at least, <clears throat> you know, with Grandlings or with any live, live performance, at least mm-hmm. you can judge right away. Like you can, sc- you can sculpt something yeah. with the audience. Right. But, when you're writing for television, it's just like, well, I hope the audience in my head is good. Yeah, and I think growling starts to, um, I mean, God, I mean, you're so often, you're writing a sketch and you're like, this is going to, this is good, this is going to yeah. be funny. And then you get out there and it's crickets. And so it never surprises me how much, how wrong we are, or I am at least, a lot. But I am finding that I know when a joke will work. If if not the whole overall concept, if it's not going to just if people don't grab onto the concept immediately, that's one thing. But you know, a joke will genuinely you know if I hear something in the writers' room and it makes me laugh, that's good enough for me. It doesn't. I don't have to you know run it up the flagpole with like five other people. Right. I think it start. I think you start to calibrate in your ear a good sense of like, well, this is probably. I think this is funny. This is funny, right? Yeah, mm. it's funny. Um, but also. You know, Growlings is all about collaboration and, um, in, you know, you you write with other people constantly. So I love working with other people. I, I can work alone, but I prefer to I, I listen to other people. I take in what everybody says, you know, and and the only thing that we felt like we knew going into it was the was the tone was was how absurd or how real it, we wanted it to be, you know. And then when we got the other writers on board with that, they, they got it right away too. And so it, then the room became like a little mini groundlings. I mean, we actually had a couple groundlings in there and, you know, so it was, uh, and hired a lot on the show. You hire a lot of your friends cause there's a shorthand immediately. They get it. They know what you're going for. Yeah. And do you, uh, do you, how long have you been doing the show? Uh, we shot 12 episodes. So do you feel like, oh, I learned all this stuff in the first 12 episodes, yes. and if we do more, then I'll do this? Yes, definitely. I mean, I it there's so much... Uh, it was a role that was originally written for me, and I now that... And I was doing Trophy Wife at the time and couldn't do it, and so um, we, thank God, got Eliza, because she just, you know, she and I and, and Damon, we just get each other. I mean, right away, off the page, she just gets our rhythm and gets and understands who what we're going for with this character 
totally 100%. And so once we shot it, I was like, there's no way I could have had any kind of creative, you know, voice in this. And as much as I have, you know, the, the, the imprint that you want to put on it, you know, picking out the music. I mean, I never wanted to be a showrunner, writer, creator, producer person, because quite honestly, if somebody said like, should we use the blue plate or the red plate? I'd be like, I don't give a crap what plate, right? Uh, who cares? And then as soon as somebody asks you and you go, I don't care. And they walk away. You're like, Oh, well ugh, now I do care. Cause if I get out there, it's going to be a blue plate. Well, I'm going to wish right. it was a red plate. And so it is all of a sudden you are making every single decision, whether you want to or not. But then you, but then when you step back, you realize, Oh my God, this is like, we birthed this thing. Yeah. This is crazy. So, uh, so for the, so if there was a second season, you know, I feel like, that's so nice to have all that stuff already figured out, you know. Are you involved in every part of the process? Yeah, yeah. It's bizarre. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, definitely on set, in the room, in the editing, in the, you know, listening to every music cue, listening to, you know, every mix, every every everything. So reading every every draft, every... You know, following the actors home. Yeah, making them dinner, finding them matching outfits, potential and potential mates. Yeah, and, uh, or or, or the breaking them up, breaking them up, <laughs> helping them you, find better mates. It's not working. You want to let yeah. them know this relationship is a blue plate. Yeah, and you really need to be dating bathing the them. That's a big one. Yeah, oh, yeah. bathing the actors. Just just leeches. <laughs> bathing them in leeches. You never change the water. Yeah, <laughs> you just keep never. bathing different Next. actors. Next, come on, Jay Harrington. Get in <laughs> Eliza's like, why did you bring an elephant into my bathtub? I was like, are we going to talk about the elephant in the bathtub? Yes, nice. Well done. Points. Well done, points <laughs> to you, of course. Yeah, Eliza's really funny. I, I've been I'm bugging her about coming on the podcast. I think she'd, she'd oh, be, she'd be so great. Yeah. Yeah. So are you completely done, done, and just waiting to see what happens with the next yeah, season? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I don't know. What are you doing with your free time besides going to Nepal? Oh, God, guys, you know so much. I'm going <laughs> to climb Everest uh... from the Tibet side. Uh, I, uh, I'm acting a bunch, and I'm writing a new, a new pilot with my writing partner. Oh. <laughs> what? Someone's busy. Oh, uh, But you know you can't work and have a relationship at the same time. Uh, you know. That's what your show says. That, well, good. I'm glad you read between the lines because that is exactly what I want dumb women to figure out. Dumb uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just make room, idiots, for the smart women who what? can't handle relationships. What's, what's a character that you did at Groundlings that you thought, like, this is going to destroy and then it just, like, you could never get it off the oh, ground? I did this woman who um, I thought would be so funny if this one woman was, like, woke up one day and realized she was fat and that she had to go um, burn off all her all her fat that day. <laughs> and so it was just her running around, like getting ready, just having the realization like, holy shit, I'm fat. I didn't know, I, how did I miss this kind of thing? And, which is me every morning, by the way. <laughs> and then go, goes running out and then can't, she, she goes and runs and then comes back and can't move. And the rest of the scene is her not able to move, but has to get ready for this date. And so it was... It, when I put it up for other growlings, we were peeing ourselves, and then I put it up for paid, you know, patrons, 
of the arts. <laughs> and they were like, from the minute I said I'm fat, they were like, I hate her. And then uh, just the whole thing just kept imploding on itself even more, even more. Yeah. Like with each silent thing that happened, that went by, I my confidence was so decimated, but my commitment level went to the point where I was actually really hurting myself physically on the stage. <laughs> and uh, so it was, uh, did, yeah, that was Did you have other one. sketches in the show after that? Oh, sure. And what, so what's going on in your head during that, when you're like, oh, you're this like, isn't... Oh, no. What's going on in your head is it's sort of like I imagine right before somebody's about to get shot by a firing squad, <laughs> where you're just like, I is there any way out of I can't think of it. Is there any way out of the, I There's can't no? think of, is there any way is so that a door? Is I don't I, is, can I get out of can I no, I'm here. <laughs> I'm didn't tied. See it out. I'm here. I have to be here. I guess maybe I could I don't know. At least I'm blindfolded. <laughs> like I don't know. <laughs> it's just sort of like you can't see them because there's lights in your face, but you know they're in their seats going Oh, this poor woman. And then, of course, you have to blame all the other groundlings. Like, why didn't you tell me this was going to be like this? Oh, yeah, you don't that's want to my take style. That's my style. my style. I come out. I'm like, you guys, come on. You really mis- misled me with your laughter earlier. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not support's not always good. Yeah, I don't need it, okay? I don't need your pandering. Just be straight with me. <laughs> Just be super straight. That's really funny. And so that was the only time you did that sketch? There's another sketch where I think farts are the funniest thing in the whole wide world. And it was just a person farting for a really long time. And like somebody in the booth making fart noises. And I just was like, this can't not be amazing. How long into your relationship before you and your husband could fart in front of each other? We don't. Really? Yes. Thank you so much for asking. I'm serious <laughs> because I've had before my husband, I was in a very long relationship where it was just a, you know, free for all. And uh, oh, this, is this is good advice for all of your, all of your listeners. But it, it is terrible. It's like that's death to a relationship. I think you got to keep it. I mean, if somebody does, if somebody has like a little something squeak out, we just carry on. It's so weird because I'm filterless and I'll talk about anything to death. But that is one thing that we agreed very early on. I said, you know, probably on our third date, I'm like, I will never fart in front of you. (laughs) And he's like, I have no problem with that. That's, (laughs) you know, and uh, and so we don't. And I have to say it keeps the sexy alive. I think I only. Yeah, I, I typically don't. And don't do it. Um, it's hard to back, back. Yeah, lock once you open that. the door, you gotta yeah. like. I didn't. Although when you're with someone for a really long time, every once in a while, just because it's unexpected, because <laughs> it doesn't happen. <laughs> I was, uh, I was dating a girl. Oh, this was Janet. I was dating when I was dating Janet Varney many years ago. I love her. She's the best. She. We, I think it what was. What came first, the girlfriend or the podcast? What girlfriend? She came, You had. Did you have her before you had the the podcast? Oh, years oh, yeah. before. Yeah. We, oh, really? This was like we dated from two thousand four to and then twenty eleven. Because you know I've been on her podcast. Yeah. JB. And 
did 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 you inspire her or did you guys just evolve podcast how did what how did I, when how i started became... the podcast while she and i were still together mm-hmm. and i had been saying to her like you should really do a podcast you should really do a podcast because yeah. she's one of the funniest people she's in the, so great and and sweet and warm and lovely and so mm-hmm. um but it wasn't until after we actually it wasn't until after we broke up but we remained friends where she mm-hmm. was like oh i'm thinking about starting a podcast now and i'm like well you have to do it and we'll pr- help produce it with you and oh, and so right. um and, and uh, so JB Club was a great like yeah she's 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 great mm-hmm. but I think it was probably wow it might have been like two years into my relationship with Janet mm-hmm. and we were walking through we used to go to Tucson every year because her family is there we would go every year for New Year's and we were walking through like some desert park and I just felt. Uh, and and I'm horrified to fart in front of people, particularly mm-hmm. in relationships. For the, I, I think for that very reason, it was just I don't know why for whatever reason it was just instilled in me. Like, it's a slippery slope, you and just I don't do the hey. I don't mean it that way. <laughs> and so I had one in the chamber, and <laughs> I was like, "Well, I can't." And I had a camera, and Jenna was walking ahead of me, and I'm like, "Well, I can't let this. I cannot let this this opportunity pass." And so. It's just like so, boom, <laughs> and then right as she turns around, I snapped a picture so I could get her reaction. Crazy is the fucking best. <laughs> I wish I could see this picture so badly. And her, <laughs> her face is just turning around, going. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. If, if you're gonna do it, like it was the absolute best way to do it. And, oh, that's uh, awesome. I'm sure I have that picture. <laughs> I found out that I fart in my sleep, <laughs> and um, it's like butt snoring. I because you can't, you have no control over that, no. you know. And um, this is from my ex-boyfriend, because I told you we don't talk about these things. In my, but my ex-boyfriend's like, you were so annoying last night. And I go, why? Because you farted in your sleep. But then I go, oh, I, did I? And he's like, yeah. But then you would yell, what happened? It's <laughs> <laughs> the equivalent. And then, and, then you, and, he goes, and then I would be like, you farted. And then, I, and he said, and then you would go, oh. Oh no, that's so embarrassing. And then you'd be out. And I'd be like, okay, stop yelling. And then it would happen again. You'd be like, what? What happened? You know, that's the that's equivalent of when a dog farts but doesn't understand what's happening and its head whips around. Like, that's that same. What happened? What happened? All in my sleep. I'm, he's like, you yelling. Like, what? Like, and so, uh, oh God, I'm so embarrassed. Like an right old lady. Now. What happened? <laughs> Who did that? <laughs> what was that? That was you. Was there a. Did someone. No, that was you. Oh, that was, a, that was what it was. A, a barking spider in the room? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> barking spider is the asshole itself. It is. Yeah. Oh, God. Grandmothers. So anyway. Uh, my grandmother had quadruple bypass surgery, um, and she was never a funny person ever until after her surgery. And we went into the uh, to visit her, my mom and I, and she goes... Um, 
the, the nurse, I don't, I don't know what blood pressure is, good or bad, so I'm going to throw out weird n- numbers. But the, I remember the nurse goes, oh, she's doing really well. Her blood pressure came down today really nicely. My mom goes, oh, what was it? And the nurse goes, oh, it was 130 over 240 or something. And my grandmother perks up and she goes, 240? If it gets any higher, sell! <laughs> <laughs> Then she went to, we were like, who is she? And then after that, she was hilarious. She really? She was like a hilarious person. Did they, uh, did they, they must have scooped out all the stuff that was blocking her right. funny all her, flow. Right. All her Judaism. Funny flow. All her Judaism. <laughs> all, her, all her anxiety. <laughs> well, uh, when is Benched on and when should people watch it and how can people watch it? People should watch it completely naked. What? With a jar how, of coconut oil coconut next oil. to them. Okay. Uh, no, people should watch it uh, sitting down because it is a real thriller. No, yeah. it's, uh, people should watch it on the television set at 1030 on Tuesdays on USA. Unless you have DirecTV and I think you have to watch it at 730 or something. Oh, uh, you get the East Coast feed. Yeah. And then um, and they should watch it promptly and they should watch it um, like they're, you know, like they're just ready to learn about legal comedy. Great. Legal yeah. Comedy. Just really ready to really get a real, you know. This comedy's legal, <laughs> but it shouldn't be. It's so funny. <laughs> Let's, uh... ah, thank you. Where have you been? <laughs> Holy crap. That's the best. Ah, take a memo, Tracy. Objection. God, Too much that's, laughter. Sustain. Syracuse t-shirt. Finally. Finally. Uh, yeah. Listen, there's a couple... There's a couple of um, taglines if you want to use for benched. Oh, okay. Let it finger you in the Finger Lakes Ooh. or benched uh, like being gingerly placed in the back of an element by its own trunk while you step on its eye. Whoa. If you want to. How long have you been working on that second one? Uh, for like, it's weird that you told that story because I've been working on it for like seven <laughs> months. Yeah, so it was just sort of. He actually read the deadline article of when the deal was struck and he started immediately. Yeah, and I, so I did all this elephant research. Damn. Yeah, his, actually, if you go to his dressing room, it's just like. I mean, uh, that just rolled off your tongue like a. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's just full of uh, cut out pictures of elephants and law books and twine. Close up of their eyes. <laughs> drawing you know. lines. He sees something. Oh my yeah. God. Like, yeah. when you murder people, somebody's going to come find your apartment and be like. <laughs> This makes all the sense in the world. Why would you think I would do that? Nothing. Why Chris, would you, why would are you, you say the it? Yellow King? <laughs> Wait, who's the Yellow King? You're, uh, true Detective. Oh, uh, oh yeah, right. Sorry. Duh. Oh God. Behind on everything. No, I'm. I'm okay. just. I just don't have a memory. You were busy creating, not consuming. I was doing regional theater at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't have time to make television. <laughs> so what if you're like, I was doing the theater. I think television is dumb, <laughs> except for benched. Except for benched, <laughs> a laugh out loud legal comedy. Uh, well, it's good to see you, Michaela. It's Watkins. so nice to see you. Thanks for having of me. Of course, it's so wonderful. The end. Don't fart in front of your current. Girlfriend. Don't fart in front of your significant other. Yeah, don't do it. Don't I? <laughs> and don't poop in front of them. Shut the door. I was having lunch with someone the other day and explaining to them the phenomenon of surveillance camera ass-picking videos where people get caught on surveillance cameras in public just jamming their hands in their pants. (laughs) And I I started laughing so hard because 
I just started to Google woman scratch it, and I got like S C R. Wait, how, why? Because it was gonna. I was gonna say woman scratches ass in in store, like, but. Okay. I got woman S C R and then Google's autofill is genderless. Autofill immediately like the top one was scratch and sniff and I oh fucking my God. laughed so hard. And it's the thing, it's a phenomenon that people will dig and uh-huh. and, and, and this in the one particular video the woman had these like horrible French press press on nails. Oh dearie dear. Just she went down in there oh, and dear. then she was in line. Oh my god. And then just like hand comes out and then sniffing <gasps> No. And then you see her like bawling no! something up with her fingers. No! Yes! Who was this homeless person? And she was very home. What? That's crazy! Yeah. No, she like French manicure. French manicure, like oh, like, I can't. Like uh, white trashy, like uh, you know, very ornate jeans type of a woman. So the boyfriend that I used to, um, I would maybe flatulate in front of, um, long time ago, in my twenties. Uh, he also got me to admit one time that I had, you know, at some point in my life, picked a burger and tasted it. And, um, and I'm sorry, this is, we're watch benched. Um, anyway, uh, but, but then I came home from work and he had <laughs> in my apartment building written a sign that said booger eater lives here with arrows that went all the way to my front door. So this relationship was built to last. <laughs> How do you, did you think you were going to be like, that's hilarious. Let's have sex I now. I was so mortified. I wanted to die. I just wanted to die. I mean, everybody in my apartment building saw it, it said booger eater lives here. <laughs> arrows, 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 arrows all the way to my front door. And did you fight about this? Um, no, it was very, he was very funny. Like one time I came home from work and I, and I'd been home and I like in the kitchen and I get on my computer and then he comes, I didn't realize anybody was home. And so he comes <laughs> into the, into the, my office holding a spatula totally naked. And he's like, God damn it. And I was like, what? He goes, I've been lying naked on the bedroom floor with a spatula in my ass, hoping you'd come find me. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, I've been there like 25 minutes. You didn't even come walk in the bedroom. You walked by the bedroom. I heard you go pee in the bathroom. And then he went back into the kitchen, rifled around the refrigerator. And he's like, Dah. He's like, now I'm late. You know? <laughs> like, got dressed and left in a huff. And I was like, now I'm late. sorry. You're like, on the way home, can you pick up a new spatula, please? Yeah. So it didn't work out. Do you have to date someone who's? I mean, like you're not. You're now you're married. So when you date, still. I am. But weirdly, I'm this, the guy I married is the one person who's not like a professional funny pants. And, and and so that obviously worked. Yeah, I mean, he's got a sense of humor, obviously, or be such a bummer, you know. <laughs> yeah. Explain to him. See, the reason this is funny, honey, is because. Uh, yeah. um, Why would but, a person put a spatula in their butt? <laughs> I just I think that's odd. I mean, I don't know what it was um, like in your last relationship. Yes. I only put ladles in my ass. <laughs> and I'm like, ladles aren't funny. They're not. Funny. Um, no, I was really worried when we started dating. I was like, oh no. I'm sorry. You tried to wrap this whole. No, I, I'm just. Up, I'm curious. But, I'm just curious. Uh, yeah, I was just a little like, uh oh. I can't date this guy. Maybe I can sleep with him, but I can't date him. Right. I can totally sleep with sure. him. <laughs> um, but then you realize that 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 funny thing is great, you know, but it's... I always thought, you know, funny had to be number one, but it turns out it, it can be 
they can appreciate funny, but it's not a, a relationship makes, if that makes sense. Because I got really freaked out one time. We were one of our first road trips, and um, we weren't doing bits the entire time. And so right. I was like, this is weird. You oh, know? yeah. Am I going to like just completely dry up as a comedian? Am I just going to have not be generating funny in my off time to use when I need it or something? Am I just going to atrophy? And the answer is yes, probably, but I'm so much happier. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, hilarious. Well said. So. Good way to end. Yeah. Enjoy your burrito, people. The end of the podcast is nigh. <laughs> Michaela nice. Watkins Here. season opening, ah. and she's taking it. Scratch your ass. And film it and send it to us. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag scratch and sniff. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for having me. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. Nancy's love story could have been ripped right out of the pages of one of her own novels. She was a romance mystery writer who happens to be married to a chef. But... This story didn't end with a happily ever after. When I stepped into the kitchen, I could see that Chef Brophy was on the ground, and I heard somebody say, call 911. As writers, we'd written our share of murder mysteries. So when suspicion turned to Dan's wife, Nancy, we weren't that surprised. The first person they look at would be the spouse. We understand that's usually the way they do it. But we began to wonder... Had Nancy gotten so wrapped up in her own novels... There are murders in all of the books. ...that she was playing them out in real life? You can listen to Happily Never After, Dan and Nancy, early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.